And really, God wants us walking with him. Amen. And like I, I preach and I, I love this about Christianity. Christianity is not a bunch of rules and regulations that we're trying to walk out to obtain our relationship with God. No, it's a relationship through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And then God reveals himself to each one of us. Isn't that awesome? And so I'm talking to you about the about the gifts and callings today. And um, and so we're going to go into that a little bit. But the bottom line is this, that we did talk about that. There are nine gifts of the spirit that that we all can operate in. But that's as the Holy Spirit wills. And these gifts, these nine gifts are supernatural gifts. And it's it's and it's not about really about us looking great. Amen. It's about us helping people. Amen. I want to say it again. The gifts and the callings of God is not really about us. It's about others. Amen. And when we get a revelation, really, of that, 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 that uh, a revelation of that God has called us um, um, not just to bless us. And praise God, we come to church and we want a blessing, but he wants us to be a blessing. Amen. Amen? And when we get a revelation of that, that, that really God is calling each one of us to be a blessing to somebody else in the body of Christ or even uh, out in the highways and byways. And so we need, a, we need to think about that. Let's go to Ephesians uh, 4, and we're going to look at Ephesians 4, uh, starting with 7, uh, 7, 8, and 11. Amen. And uh, praise God. Okay, he has it up. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And so, and he himself gave some, this uh, verse 11, he gave some apostles, some prophets, uh, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. And here, uh, today, I'm going to just talk to you a little bit about callings. And uh, we talked about the gifts which helps us to minister to people, to help people. But the, the callings of God, um, God can place a calling on a person's life. And it's, it's generally called the uh, five-fold uh, gifts and callings of God. Are you familiar with this? And we see this that you can take your hand. Let me see if I can remember this. <laughs> and, uh, and the thumb represents the apostle. Amen. And the apostle touches every ministry gift. OK, so the, so God is still using apostles today. Jesus um, uh, is an apostle from heaven. He was called to do something down here. Jesus actually operated in all the five ministry gifts. He was an apostle. He was a pastor. He was an evangelist, a teacher. Amen. And a prophet. And so he operated in all the gifts. Amen. He had he had the spirit without measure. But we have the spirit with measure. <laughs> and so that's awesome about Jesus. So he operated in all the gifts. And uh, I'm going to say this, that God can actually give a person more than one gift. You can be uh, you can be anointed to be a teacher and a, a pastor. So you could have dual gifts. 
Isn't that pretty awesome? And the Apostle Paul had dual gifts. So you can, you know, giftings and, and callings, if I may. And, uh, and so, so we need to understand how all these work. And, and of course, the, the Apostle um, is, is a person that God anoints to really um, to, to, to set up churches, to start a church that's never been in existence like Paul did. And he would start his church and then he would raise up people and he'll to, to run the church and he would put install pastor and he would set the church up and then he would move on and, and start another work. And so Paul actually, uh, you're not a really an apostle unless you have two churches. Amen. Uh, you're mainly a pastor if you're, if you just have one church. Amen. But an apostle, an apostolic calling on a person's life gives the, the, the minister the ability to raise up more than one church. Amen. Amen. And that's an awesome calling. Some even call apostles missionaries. Um, but, you know, I, I would have to say, unless they're raising up more than one church, uh, they're not really, you know, an apostolic call. Amen. And then you have uh, this finger right here. And notice I'm pointing at you. That's the prophet's ministry. Amen. And a prophet is raised up. And to really to reveal where you're at or where the body of Christ might be at or where the body of Christ might need to go. Amen. So, so a prophet will actually reveal um, where, where if we brought a prophet in, the prophet may be able to tell where our church is at and where it's going. Amen. And give us encouragement. How many people might need some encouragement out here? And so I, I, I do operate in some of these giftings, even when I'm here and people come up for prayer. Thank God for the giftings. Amen. And God will reveal something to me to say to somebody, to reveal to them that, you know, that maybe maybe a little glimpse of their future or whatever. And that's to encourage them and keep them moving forward. Amen. Why? Because it's easy when we're dealing with stuff in this life to get anybody ever get discouraged in here. Anybody ever get just discouraged in your walk with Christ? Amen. And, 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 and so we, we, we need a, a prophetic mantle, a prophetic gift uh, in the body of Christ. Amen. And then, uh, then you have, um, and then you have, uh, okay, you, uh, okay, the evangelist is the middle finger sticks out the furthest. And the evangelist reach out, reaches out. And the evangelist, his whole goal, he's like, you know, like Billy Graham was an evangelist. It's just, it's just to preach the simple gospel that Jesus went to the cross, paid for our sins. And evangelist, his whole ministry is to get people saved. Amen. Amen. And so, so, and, and so that's really good. We need more evangelists. We need people, you know, getting people saved. Amen. And so and so that's an evangelistic call. And uh, and so Timothy had the gift of an evangelist as well as as he was a pastor. And Paul and Paul mentioned to or, or wrote, wrote to Timothy and said to Timothy to do the work of an evangelist because he had a gifting and a calling on his life that, that he could actually get people saved. Glory to God. Amen. And so that's a gifting and a calling. That's great. And then you have uh, this right here. This finger right here. Right, let's put it on my is the is is the, the ring finger for marriage. Amen. And so that's the pastor's calling. That means I'm married to you guys. That means, you know, I'm going to stick with you guys thick and thin. And you know, no matter how you act, you know, I, I found out that sheep bite. 
I'm telling you, sheep can bite. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I, I can love on sheep, but sometimes sheep, they, 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 they can go a little crazy. Sometimes sheep want to butt every once in a while. Butt, pastor, butt. And I say, no, you're turning into a goat now. Only goats butt. Sheep say, yes, amen, pastor. Amen. And so, and so we don't want to be saying, but amen. And so, and so, so the pastor is really a pastor's calling. Uh, my calling is to shepherd you and to really my, my, my gifting is to really to minister, minister to you the, the, the pure word of God. And, and so I'm more like a general a pastor is like a general practitioner, which means I, uh, you know, I can operate in a lot of the different giftings. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I can, I can evangelize. I can operate in a lot of different giftings and and uh, not callings, but giftings, and operate in that to build you up. Amen. And so, and so, and also, my job is to, uh, you know, preach the gospel in a way. Uh, that, that I'm watching over your souls. And if any one of you are going astray, I'm going to come after you. Amen. I'm going to do my best to get you back into church. Amen. And so the enemy is trying to get people out of church these days. The enemy is trying to pull people out. And, uh, and, and we're really we're united. We stand divided. We fall. So the enemy is going to do everything he can to get us out of church. It's amazing to me how many people I minister to, and I try to, I witness to out there um, uh, in, in the marketplace. And I find that people say they're Christians, but they don't have a church home. And I'm like, wow, I say, you need to get a church home. And a Christian without a church home is an orphan Christian. Amen. 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 And we need a church home. Amen. And because, you know, there's a lot of deception out there. And so we don't want to be deceived. Amen. And, and the Bible says the church is, is the place. It's called the pillar of truth. And God's not doing away with churches. Some people get mad and leave a church and they start their little home Bible study and they have no overseer, no, nobody over it. And it's just a, a, a wound licking. OK, I won't go there. Uh, ministry. Amen. In other words, they're licking their wounds. Amen. Well, how bad they've been hurt by the church. But listen, the church is uh, is what God has called to be here. God's not getting rid of churches. He's raising churches up. He's calling pastors and probably pastor. The pastor office is probably the most prevalent office out there. God calls more people to be pastors than any other office. Because we need pastors. Amen. And then the baby finger would be the teacher. And um, and that doesn't mean it's insignificant, but the teacher's designed to help you grow in Christ. Amen. So God is awesome. So 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 you have somebody like Joyce Meyer and she's a teacher in the body of Christ. And um, and so she teaches. She's able to break down the word. Anybody ever listen to Joyce Meyer or, and some of these other Bible teachers? And so she's a teacher in the body of Christ. So she helps us, you know, people to understand the word better and to help us grow in Christ. Amen. So let's continue to read the, uh, the what, what are these gifts and what's the functions of these gifts and, and, and why why does God have the fivefold ministry? And it says here in Ephesians four. Verse 12, and we're going to work our way down. It says here that the fivefold gifts uh, is for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. 
to a perfect man, to a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carry about every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So let's break this down. Uh, it, it's actually, number one, uh, God wants to equip us. So you're coming to church, and, and the reason why you're coming to church is not just, you know, yes, to be blessed, but you're coming to church to be equipped. Amen. You need to be equipped. Amen. Amen. And, and God wants to equip each one of us so we can move into that place that he wants to move us into. Amen. He wants to actually, he, he, in the process of us coming to church, he wants to move us into that calling that he has for each one of us. Amen. And so we, 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 we need to be equipped. Amen. Uh, you know, when I first came to church, I never, I, I, I didn't even realize I was called to be a pastor. All I know is I came to church broke, busted, and disgusted, and I needed God. Anybody out there like that? And I came, I was beat up by the world, and I was going through a lot of stuff. And Matt, actually, you know, I, I was saved and, and then I, I fell out of church and I was out of church for a couple years. You guys know my story. My whole life went, you know, I lost my house. You know, I was married before my wife and my dog. It was like a country song, a bad country song. But, uh, you know, uh, but when I got back in church, see, my life was out of order. You see, a Christian that's not in church, their, their spiritual life is out of order. And God wants, see, it's funny that when you start getting close to God, for some reason, when I get close to God, I want to get my life in order. It's like something like I want to clean up. I want to clean my car up. I want to clean my house up. I want to mow my lawn. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I, I want to, I, I, for some reason, I, the, the closer I get to God, the more I want to get in order. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And the further you're away from God, the more chaotic your life becomes. Does anybody know? Has anybody been there? And I don't like chaos. No, I don't like, you know, even in a, in a, in a, dis, in, in a messy environment, Anybody likes messy environments in here? In a messy environment, it can feel chaotic. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Does anybody enjoy mess? I don't enjoy mess. I, I like a nice, neat, why? And that's the way God wants it too. He wants an organized, orderly place, amen? Number two, um, he, that, that, that he's equipping us for the work of the ministry. And so really, uh, we're, we're called... Uh, yeah, I know it sounds like a cuss word, work, you know, the four-letter cuss word, W-O-R-K, work. Somebody said, how do you spell ministry? W-O-R-K. And so it takes work, amen? And I'm so thankful that there's, you know, ministry of helps is part of, uh, of the giftings that God places on people. And I am so thankful for the ministry of helps that we have at this church, I mean, I couldn't do what I, I do without having the, the work. I mean, could you imagine me trying to lead worship? I won't, I won't that just, just imagine it, amen. Uh, and it might be, a, you might, oh man, and you might be skipping worship. <laughs> anyway, and, 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 and then trying to run the sound over there. Thank God for Steve and Jay and... Thank God, you know, for the greeters and the teachers, and, and they're fulfilling a, a, a calling. I, and, and it's funny, my mom, 
was, this was years ago, and, and my mom was, uh, the pastor uh, that founded this church was praying. They were trying, I think they were trying to look for a lead worship, uh, a lead teacher for the children's church. I think that's what it was. And, uh, and, um, and they were praying in prayer, and my mom was there, and um, they, they, they were praying. There were people there, you know, foundational people in the church. And um, one of the ladies said, you know what, I feel that, you know, God is saying, Norma Lambert's supposed to be heading up the children's ministry. And then, and then my mom was like, Lord, if that's really you, let me know something. I need to know. And, and I think she said a tear or something came. It, was it a tear? Oh, did you feel something or sense something? Oh, that was something different. Well, it sounds good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was something different? Okay. <laughs> I can keep working on that one. But anyway, but you had a confirmation. And she was the right person for the job. And you know what? She was called to teach babies. And my mom loves babies. So you see, God, when God calls you into something, it's not going to be something that you hate to do. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be something that, that's going to work with you. And, and my mom loves babies. And so, and so she ended up taking a class and teaching the babies, you know, the creation story. And she can do the same story, the same story every week without getting tired and bored. Amen. And I remember that when I was uh, in Bible school and I was an usher and, and they have a church, they had a church, I was Rainbow Bible Church. And I remember that God was calling me, I, I thought I was called to be an evangelist, but then I realized he was calling me to be a pastor. So I said, man, I got to check out all these ministries. And I ended up going into the baby ministry and I found out that I wasn't cut out for it. <laughs> I was trying to preach to the babies. Amen. And uh, I was not cut out. And, you know, I was not. I was the only guy there. It was all these ladies. I ended up preaching to the ladies. The revelation that God gave me in the Bible. You know, I, you know what? I wasn't called to work with babies. Amen. And I realized I had to get out of that quick. Amen. But, but some are called. And whatever God is calling us to do, you know, it may scare you in the very beginning. But when you start moving in it, it's going to be called the place called there. It's going to be a place where, ooh, man, it just fits. And, you know, yes, you may start off a little shaky in your calling and it may not all work. But, but when you keep, when you stay in it, it's going to feel great. Amen. Number three, the, the fivefold ministry is for edifying the body of Christ. It's to build up the body of Christ. And the body of Christ needs to be built up because I'm telling you, everybody else is trying to tear it down. Amen. And so we need, when we come to church, I don't know about you, some of us are dragging in here. They're going through, you're going through your issues and your problems and amen. But when you come to church, I'm the power of God's in here. The word of God is being ministered and hopefully you're coming out 10 times taller. Hopefully, amen. Hopefully you don't have to put on a, uh, 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 you know, a country song after the end of the service to get you up, amen. Hopefully the word of God is moving you to the next level. So, so till we all come, uh, the next key is till we all come in the unity of faith. And you know what? Unity is the key. And that is where the commanded blessing is. And the enemy, I don't know if you realize this or not, but the devil is always working on division. 
he, he, he's, a, he's an expert at subtraction and division. God's all about addition and multiplication. And, and so the enemy wants to divide us. He wants us getting, you know, you know focus on, on, on teachings of the Bible that ha, that, and, and get us all doctrinally, you know, looking at different doctrines and focus on these different things. And he's trying to divide us. But we need to stay in unity. And if I'm telling you, if the body of Christ and the enemy will try to do that in a church, get us in division. But where the commanded blessing is unity. He, the enemy's working against families and trying to get us divided. I'm telling you, do everything you can, you know, uh, husbands and wives, to stay in unity with one another. That's where the power of God is, is, is operating to the max in our relationships is when we're in unity. Amen. And so, but, but we, but the, the fivefold ministry is designed and whole, really as a body of Christ, you know, we have so many different denominations and the way people think about things. But I believe that before Jesus comes back, we're all going to start coming in unity with one another. Amen. And so that's the reason why we're a non-denominational church, or you could say an interdenominational church. Non-denominational can sound a little negative, but we're an interdenominational, which means we're a lot like a lot of de denominations, but we try to keep it the pure word of God. Amen. We're not we're not against any denomination. Thank God for all of them out there. But we we just you know we have some 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 Baptists uh, that used to be Baptists. They're here and some. Some Catholics used to uh, go to cat, you know, but they come in here and they're receiving more than just what what they're receiving at the other places. Amen. And so praise God. So 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 we're that's why we're a non-denominate. We don't want to just focus on one denomination. We want to open it up for everybody. Amen. Praise God, because I'm going to say this heaven is uh, is not going to be, you know, certain groups of people in heaven. We're all going to be together. Amen. Amen. And so we, we look at that and then and it says here uh, and the knowledge of the son of God. This is so important. We need to get a revelation of Jesus. We need to get a revelation of who Jesus is and why did he come here? And, you know, like I said, I'm always talking to people about I'm always trying to win people to the Lord. And I'm always talking to people about Jesus. Amen. And uh, and uh, and I like to ask people, even when they say they're Christians, uh, sometimes I would test them and ask them. I said, do you think Jesus was perfect? I did that this week. And, and one guy said, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking, you don't know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus is perfect, you're in trouble. He, you know, Jesus is perfect. He's the perfect, spotless lamb of God. He's perfect. You've got to rest your faith on Jesus. Jesus is the foundation of the church. You, got, you better believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. What? I don't know about that. You know, he was born of a virgin. You've got to believe that. Somebody say, I believe that. You got to believe that he walked a perfect life under the law and fulfilled all the law of the prophets. You got to believe that. In other words, Jesus never sinned. You got to get you got to believe that he never he was a sinless, spotless lamb of God. And that's what we're writing our eternity on. And we got to get a revelation that Jesus is sinless and spotless. He's not just some good prophet or some good teacher. No, he's the son of God. He's the savior of the world. Amen. And we better, we better get a revelation of that. We better know who we serve and whom we, we, we belong to, glory to God. And when we understand that, and really the pinnacle of our faith is that Jesus was raised from the dead. We better know that and believe that. 
Amen. So we have to believe that. And so when you're in church, you get more knowledge of Jesus. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, there's so many ignorant people out here. I'm not being, trying to be mean or not. Uh, ignorant, what I mean by they just don't know. You know, you know, you heard the saying, what you don't know won't hurt you. Have you ever heard that? What you don't know while you're eating that big cupcake. What you don't know won't hurt you. I don't have to know about all the calories in it. You know. But no, what you don't know will kill you. What you don't know can destroy your life. What you don't know about God and his goodness and his mercy. If you think God is a God that puts sickness on your body to teach you something, to put you through the fire, then that, that thought right there can kill you. You better believe that God's not the destroyer. All I know, the devil's the destroyer. Jesus said it's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And the devil is the destroyer. My God's not a destroyer. You better get a revelation that, you, that your God is a healing God, not a destroying God. And when you start studying the scriptures and you see Jesus, you know, Jesus never laid cancer on anybody to teach them something. No, Jesus took it off of them. And Jesus, what you see I do is what the Father does. So everything Jesus did was inspired by the Father. So the will of God in action is Jesus and his works in the Gospels. So if you want to know what God's will is, look at Jesus, and, and that's his will in action. And we got to get a revelation of that, because sometimes we can get, see, listen, listen, a lot of people are swallowing wrong teaching. You, you, just because somebody sounds good on TV, and be, because they're charismatic, and because they can say a couple things, and, and, and quote, you know, some, some you know, some, uh, tell you what the Greek and the Hebrew and all this, well, the Greek says this. <laughs> Hebrews, just because they know a little Greek and Hebrew doesn't mean that they, that they have right doctrine. And you better read your Bible. Amen. In other words, you better check up on the pastor. You better check up on what, because most people don't even open their Bible. And so they swallow things that's not true, and then, and then they end up deceived, and they end up shortchanged in this life walking with God. Amen. And so we need knowledge of the Son of God. Number six, we need to become a perfect man. And this is interesting. You say, how a perfect man? How does he, what do you mean by that? Well, we should be striving to be perfect. She said, well, you know, pastor, it says in the Bible, the, you know, good man falls seven times. So I have a lot of uh, uh, margin to mess up. You don't have any margin to mess up. <laughs> don't be thinking you got margin. That's like going on the highway, and we do. We know, I know we have, we have, don't we? What, what, how many miles an hour can you go over the speed limit? Five miles over the speed limit, right? Not really. You can't get a ticket for that. But we say five miles, but you still, the cop can still pull you over. I normally go five, 10, 15, but, but no. But five miles, you know, there's some margin, but we don't want to go outside the boundaries of God. We don't want to just, well, I'm just going to test the limit with God. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little cheating, a little still and see where. You better be careful. Amen. You don't see, the, see. Listen, the thing is, the more knowledge you have, um, the more responsible you are to walk it out. Amen. I'm going to say that again. The more knowledge you receive of Christ, the more light that you have, 
uh, the greater the judge, judgment. Woo, what, Pastor? Are you serious? Yeah, the more light that you have on the Word of God, God's not going to judge, you, you, you know, a baby, you're, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of babies in the body of Christ. And, you know, we're all at different levels of growth. And when he's saying be a mature man he, uh, or a perfect man, he's actually saying a mature man. In other words, we, God wants us growing up. In other words, some of us are still, we're still on the bottle. What do I mean by that? Uh, in other words, we, we, we're just sucking on the bottle of milk, right? And we need to take the bottle out of our... Yeah, the Bible says that we, we should, when we first get saved, that, 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 that we should feed on the pure milk of the Word of God, right? Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church Provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at ExceedLifeChurch.org. Starting January 2020th, our broadcast will air on Saturdays at 8.30 a.m. God bless and we'll see you next week.